This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Speak Legal, conversations with Community Law Otago, made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. Alicia De Bruyne uh, joins us again this morning to take forward a conversation we started on last week's edition of Speak Legal around the laws around human trafficking. Morena, good to have you with us, Alicia. Morning. Thank you for having me again. So I do recommend if you want to find out more about uh, this topic, uh, tune into the podcast uh, that uh, is up available from ORFM's website, oar.org.nz, that uh, outlined uh, where we were at currently with that law in uh, Aotearoa New Zealand around human trafficking and we talked about some definition around that. Mm. Um, Lisa, we're taking that uh, discussion ahead. What are we going to cover today? Uh, Today we're going to cover specifically um, the United States Trafficking in Persons Report or TIP Report is less of a mouthful. Um, It happens, it's an annual report that's issued by the United States Department um, that reviews the issue of human trafficking in each country and it assesses what steps are being taken to address it by the relevant government and then ranking them their efforts accordingly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what does it say about New Zealand? Ooh, well, um, the most recent report, which was released last week, uh, found that the government of New Zealand does not fully meet the minimum standards for the elimination of trafficking um, and that our efforts that had been made were not serious and sustained compared to the efforts during previous reporting periods, which essentially meant that we were downgraded to Tier 2 from Tier 1. Oh, dear. Yes. No, um, it means that the government isn't fulfilling their obligations under international law. They're not doing enough to eliminate human trafficking. So how does human trafficking look here in Aotearoa, New Zealand? So the report has kind of given each country a profile. And in New Zealand's profile, so both domestic and foreign individuals are exploited in New Zealand. Um, It can take many forms, including forced labour, domestic service and sexual exploitation. Those aren't the only ones, but they are the most common in New Zealand. And some of the high-risk sectors that have been found by the report for forced labour in New Zealand uh, include the agricultural, dairy, construction, hospitality and transport uh, sectors. So those are high-risk all sectors that are getting a lot of attention at the moment, <coughs> all too. All sectors, yes, yeah, for sure. Okay. What about children? So this report, as well as pretty much, I had to read read them all again, but um, pretty much all of the previous year's reports as well make specific comments about child exploitation in New Zealand. It states that the children are obviously at risk and subject to exploitation within New Zealand, including sexual exploitation. Um it can also look, this can look like forced underage sex work on the streets as well as online sexual abuse content shared through platforms like Instagram and Messenger and TikTok is coming out again um, or in the tourism um, industry, which is not that big right now, but you know um, the tip report said it can occur it can occur within a household with people known to the child selling the child for sex or sexual services so statistically speaking you're more likely 
for, at least for children, you're more likely to be trafficked by a family member or someone you know. Uh, so keep that in mind. Um, often, many times, there are some gang members, boyfriends or girlfriends, family members or other or others exploit young children and teenagers into sex trafficking by facilitating, purchasing or forcing them to engage in commercial sex acts. This is essentially coercing children and teenagers to provide sexual services against their will whether it's by oh you have to you have to carry your weight in the family you have to provide rent and you're 12 years old that kind of thing that counts hugely concerning issue and yes. we've been told according to the tip report we're not doing enough what are we doing yes so while we're not doing enough we are at least doing something um, and New Zealand did bring out has been taking some steps including that release of the updated anti-trafficking national action plan in um, last year or last yes late last year which I talked about last week uh, essentially just to jog people's memory it was <clears throat> the government commits to implementing a number of measures that prevent the conditions that enable forced labor people trafficking and slavery which will sum up to exploitation uh, as well as measures that identify and support victims and hold people who engage in that exploitation of others to account all right sounds like the will is there mm-hmm. how does that will relate to the comments that have been made in the tip report about Aotearoa New Zealand. Yeah, so despite these commitments made in the plan, the tip report has recorded that New Zealand uh, has failed to sentence the majority of traffickers to terms of imprisonment. Now, this is because the punishment for being charged with human trafficking is a fine or a prison sentence or both. So it can be either or. Um, And so it seems to be or rather than a prison sentence. Um, and despite convicting more offenders in cases of sex, child sex trafficking than in previous years, it's failed to identify any victims in those cases as specifically trafficking victims because they use another form of uh, the other areas of the criminal act to prosecute because it's easier to do so than the trafficking um, act or the trafficking clause. Uh, and that New Zealand has made many had many officials and services providers that lacked an understanding of all forms of trafficking, which weakens the victim protection and potentially undermines the ability to recognise trends. It just means people like our diplomats or our frontline workers don't know human trafficking when it comes across to them. Right. So does the TIP report make recommendations for us? Yes, it does. Um, it, they are pretty similar to the previous years, which is probably why <clears throat> it leans quite down to New Zealand's downgrading to Tier 2. Um, but the, some of the key recommendations were identifying victims, including proactively screening for vulnerable populations, um, the investigation and prosecution of sex and labour cases, so increasing that. Um, the establishment of an identification and support system, which we currently don't have. Uh, improvement, improved training to key stakeholders like diplomats and frontline workers. Awareness raising materials, so providing that to the public. Increasing resourcing for anti-trafficking law enforcement. I don't believe that we currently have any budget set aside for that. Um, And increasing the coordination with anti-trafficking NGOs and other social and civil society stakeholders. Um, There were also really specific recommendations uh, that New Zealand legislation should explicitly, should I say, 
defines sex trafficking of children to not require the use of deception or coercion, which is quite possibly why New Zealand has yet to successfully convict a child sex trafficking case, despite having convicted offenders of this crime, just not specifically as child sex trafficking. All right, how seriously should we take this? Why is it important? So... The Human Trafficking Research Coalition and other anti-human trafficking NGOs echo the concerns of the report, including quite specifically the victim identification. They also consider that the support and the safety of potential and confirmed victims need to be a priority for the government as well as the prosecute as well as the prosecution of perpetrators. It's really, really essential that those ri- those at risk or who are subject to the exploitation feel confident to come forward for help, and that when they do, officials and service providers can confidently identify them as victims so that the correct support can be obtained. Um, and I know it's quite Especially with um, migrants, it's a, much of a worry if they're going to step forward, they're going to get deported or something like that. So it's really important that we can identify and provide the correct support. And I, I really hope this is just a wake-up call for the New Zealand government that they need to take way more serious um, and urgent action to address human trafficking in New Zealand. Yeah, we'd want to see ourselves back up in Tier 1, wouldn't oh, we, next time this, this report is done. Yeah. All right, so part of this, of course, is making sure that reporting processes are easy. Um, mm-hmm. What do and should people do if uh, they feel as though they're in one of these situations? Yeah, so... Um, contacting the police or visiting the police station, especially in a case of an emergency. Um, talk to your local community law centre about your situation, and this is quite particular for, um, it's not solely, but particular for employment. Um, notify the Labour Inspectorate, they, that's quite, again, for labour ex- um, exploitation. They can, they'll be able to recognise that. Uh, NetSafe and Crime Stoppers, they have anonymous online reporting functions where you can report child sexual abuse material and other forms of crimes and exploitation. So there's a, quite a lot. Yeah, and Jeff, just want to reinforce that if you are in <coughs> immediate danger, just mm-hmm. dial 111 and get to the police straight away. 100%. Really interesting topic. Um, I know you're going to stay on top of it because it's something you're particularly interested in, Leisha. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I hope we have a chance to see that improve over time. Thanks for bringing that to us today on the Awesome Morning Show. My pleasure. Thank you. Community Law Otago. Free legal advice and support for the people of Otago. Visit our weekday advice clinics at 169 Princess Street, Dunedin. Clinic session times are available from the website communitylawotago.com. Ring 474-1922 or 0800-169-333 if calling from outside Dunedin. Speak Legal is made with support from the Law Faculty, University of Otago, Training for Life. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.